Hey, welcome to More of Jesus with Pastor Amy. Today we are still in this post-resurrection season and celebrating the fact that Jesus's resurrection changed everything, brings beautiful surprises. Last time at Dinner Church, we talked about the the story in John chapter 20, where Jesus appeared to the disciples, the frightened, scared disciples who were hiding behind locked doors for fear of the Jewish leaders. And when Jesus came through their locked doors in a way that um, is possible with the resurrection, but would have been impossible without the resurrection, he, he came through those locked doors to where they were, and he gave them his peace. But that's not all he did. He also recommissioned them. After they'd failed, after they'd miserably failed him and deeply, painfully hurt him by denying him and abandoning him and turning on him and, and, and leaving him when he needed them and breaking their promises to him, he still invited them back on his team and he still wanted them to be part of his family and he gave them a task and a job and trusted them with that task and that job. That is so, so incredible. In John chapter 20, verse 21, Jesus said to them, again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. So today I want to talk about intentions. These disciples clearly had good intentions. They made promises. We'll never deny you. We will always, even if we have to die with you, they had really good intentions. In the garden, they wanted to stay awake, right, for Jesus. Their, their, their spirit was willing, um, but their flesh was weak in, in the garden. And they had these great intentions, but when it came right down to it, the, the, the stress of the situation, the fear, the, the, the temptation was overwhelming for them and they gave in. They gave in to their fears. They gave in to their fragility, their weakness, their flesh, all of that. And they failed and they failed miserably. And there was a deep, deep shame and guilt that they carried that they were in sort of this hopeless, fearful, despair situation in that locked room. And I think about all the good intentions that I have ever had. How important are good intentions? And I don't think good intentions are bad. Like, obviously, that has to be there. As a follower of Christ, if we are to do what God has called us to do, if we are to live like Jesus, good intentions have to be a part of it. Good intentions have to be there. Passionate and strong good intentions. But the point is, we see it in this story and we see it in every one of our lives, I believe. Good intentions are not enough. And when I sit with that, that is so painful of a reality to me. That is so tragic of a reality. As a mother, I have all these good intentions and, and, and I want to, to do everything right by my kid, never allow my kid to get hurt, protect my kid, you know, support my kid, all of those wonderful things. And I can't do it like I want to do it. Good intentions are there, but the painful reality is they are just not enough. <laughs> 
We are going to fail. But that's not the end of the story either. If that were the end of the story, how tragic, how painful that we are just not enough. That would be horrible. It would feel hopeless and full of despair. But that's not the end of the story either because Jesus also breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is so necessary for every single person who tries and wants to follow Jesus, who has the good intentions of carrying on Jesus's work in the world or being a good parent or fulfilling a promise that you made, whatever those good intentions are that God has given you, you cannot complete them. You cannot fulfill them without the Holy Spirit. And that's the good news of the resurrection. That's what the resurrection makes possible is you may receive the Holy Spirit, be filled with the Holy Spirit to enable you to empower were you to meet those intentions with actual follow through. (laughs) Praise God. And as human beings who aren't fundamentally good or bad, we are God's creation and we are these neutral conduits through which we get moment by moment choices. And I encourage you in a moment by moment sort of way to invite the Holy Spirit to fill you. Some of you might say, how do I do that? I don't know what that means. How do I do that? Just ask God for the Holy Spirit. It says in Luke chapter 11, Jesus says, if parents know how to give good gifts to their children, how much more will the Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? It doesn't have to feel like a magical experience, but sincerely ask for God to give you the Holy Spirit in this moment and in every moment. We need the Holy Spirit, to be able to carry out the good that we want to do. When in Romans chapter 7, it says, hey, like, I have these great intentions, but it says, I don't understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do, but what I hate to do. And if I do what I don't want to do, it's not me who's doing it. It's sin living in me. Like, there is I want to do the right thing, but there's something that is over me to where I can't. And I need Jesus to break that. I need the Holy Spirit to overpower that so I can, so that the Holy Spirit can clear the way and clear the road and let me continue to do what I, the good I had intended, the good that God has called me to. I think one of the dangers of being a longtime Christ follower is to start to like label yourself as good, to paint the world in good and bad and put you on the good side so that whatever or wherever you go or do, you call that good. Whatever you say, whatever decisions you make, you call that good. No, the, the God is good. We are these neutral conduits. We, in, we need to invite God, the Holy Spirit, to fill us, to transform us, to shape us, to guide us, to lead us because the Holy Spirit can see around the corner where we can't see. Situations are so highly nuanced. Uh, There are so many pros and cons, benefits and drawbacks 
we might want to do good in the world, but we can't see everything. So in order to have the wisdom to choose what's right, to choose what's good, we must have the Holy Spirit and invite the Holy Spirit to fill us, to give us for that moment, for that decision, what we need. And the more we do that, the more in tune we get with the Holy Spirit, the more we flow in the river of the Holy Spirit. And the more we rely on the Holy Spirit to guide us in humility, realizing that we need, we desperately need the Holy Spirit to even be able to know what is good. Jesus gives the disciples the Holy Spirit, the disciples who had been utter failures. He gives them the Holy Spirit in that room and they receive it. I believe the world wouldn't be as messed up if everybody could follow through with their good intentions. I think most of the people in the world have great intentions. It is just we get overpowered sometimes and aren't able to do the good we want to do, just like those disciples. And Jesus had a solution because of the resurrection. Jesus said, hey, receive my Holy Spirit. Walk in my Holy Spirit. Be filled with my Holy Spirit. That's the only way. That's the power that you have.